It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. 96% of Grammarly users say that it helps them craft more impactful writing. Would you agree? Grammarly helped adjust my tone to navigate tough work conversations. And it works everywhere I write, so I can quickly communicate effectively. Your teammate used Grammarly to summarize an important document, making a three-pointer. How did he do it? It only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. You made an incredible slam dunk to end the game. The meeting was canceled, and your team will go home champions. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. What a debut. What a debut. Paolo Bancaro, let us know who he is. Let us know what's coming next. The Magic win their first summer league game. It's time to talk about it here on a Friday edition of Locked On Magic. You are Locked On Magic, your daily Orlando Magic podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. You are indeed locked on magic. Today is July 8th, 2022. My name is Philip Ross and I am the expert and site editor over at orlandomagicdaily.com. Of course, follow me on Twitter at philiprr underscore omd. On today's episode of Locked On Magic, the Orlando Magic opened their summer league with a win, but the story, of course, is not about the final score. 91-79, by the way. Um, the story is not the final score. The story is number one overall pick Paolo Bancaro made his Orlando Magic debut and looked every bit like the first overall pick. Exciting Magic fans, and it's really setting the table for what's to come. We're going to dive into his performance, dive into what he did that made him look so special uh, on this day, and what's still to come for him, as well as the rest of the team coming up here in just a moment. But first, we want to thank you all again for making Locked On Magic part of your day every day, no matter when you listen to us, whether it's first thing in the morning, whether it's right when we upload. Whenever, you, we truly appreciate you making Locked On Magic part of your daily routine. You can check out the Locked On Podcast, Locked On Magic Podcast, as well as all the great podcasts on the Locked On Podcast Network. They're searching for Locked On and your team name. The Locked On Podcast Network, it's your team every day. The idea when you have the number one pick is that you get a star. Um, and I will say this, and I'm sure I said it last year with Jalen Suggs, and I still mean it. I meant it then. I mean it now. We could we could go over all the warning warning signs and, and maybe concerns, but the idea is to get a star. The idea is to get someone who can create his own shot, be a facilitator, be the guy that you run everything through. 
that can beat defenses when they're set. And ultimately, when it came down to the question of who the Magic were going to take, you know, certainly I overcomplicated things in my pre-draft analysis. I will fully admit that. I've still got my post-it note here. Um, I fully admit that we probably overcomplicated the matter. Um, But at the end of the day, I always said this, and it was the reason why I picked him in the pre-draft process and why I was always okay with him as the selection. There is no player at the top of this draft, in this draft class, that screams he's going to be a star like Paolo Banquero. My question was always, is he a guy that you can win a championship around? What else does he bring to the table if he doesn't hit? You know, those are all the wrong questions to ask. At the end of the day, Paolo Bancaro was the best offensive player, the best one-on-one player, a player who still had a lot to unlock. And, and yes, there are still very fair questions to ask about him even after this game. But at the end of the day, this was the guy. This was the star. Why are we so excited about Jalen Suggs? I sat here and said it exactly then. Jalen Suggs was the best, was the most talented guard prospect the Magic have drafted since Penny Hardaway. I still believe that. He's still very, very good, but certainly we've lowered the ceiling a little bit, uh, and and even some of his struggles were very apparent in summer league. We have to always temper our expectations when it comes to summer league. Uh, uh, there's, there's there's no getting around that. But it was hard not to watch Paolo Bancaro play on on Thursday night and not start to get. Irrationally excited is probably a strong word, but not get excited, not see all the potential, not see the exact reason why in a, in a draft that had so much debate that Paolo Bancaro was the right call to be the number one overall pick. It is hard not to see why Paolo is the man. That's, that's, that's the bottom line. That's the truth. If you were a Paolo skeptic before this game, he gave you a lot of reasons to believe. Honestly, there are so many. There were so many good plays that Paolo made, um, and, and we'll talk about them as as we get through the podcast here. But from the very first time that he touched the ball in an offensive situation, in, in a real offensive situation, he got the ball. It was probably the third or fourth possession of the game, and. Uh, he got the ball, and clock was ticking down. The, the, the play had broken down. This is the exact reason why you get a guy like Paolo Bancaro. And he was able to get a pump fake. He was able to get the ball at the three-point line, kind of jab step, kind of keep the defense off balance, give a good hard pump fake, get his man off the floor, lean into him, get the foul. He tried for the shot, didn't go in. They did get the free throws, but even drawing that foul was just like, oh, Oh, he, he understands how this game is played. He understands what to do. Again, I, I, would, I would say this. Orlando's not had a guy who sought the free throw line from the perimeter quite like that. You know, Keto Turkoglu did it a little bit, um, and, and, and the Keto comparisons are certainly going to be there. Um, did it a little bit, but we're talking about a skill set that we haven't seen in Orlando since Tracy McGrady. He did that three times. He, he had another play where he was able to draw a foul off a drive. Just able to create contact and still power through and get, get to a shot or get to the rim or, or do something. 
And it was just plays like this over and over and over again. He got fouled on a jumper one time. Or he got fouled, he got fouled on a jumper and still had the strength to put it up on the, on the rim and get it to go in. He got he uh, went up for a shot uh, in the second half, felt like he got hit in the air and still whipped it down for a pass to the low, to the low post. Just a pinpoint, like right on the money pass. There was a play, the most, one of the more impressive plays for me, Paolo is in transition and makes a no look to the corner to Caleb Houston who drains a three. We're not even getting into a scoring here, which was really good. Um, you know, 18 points, 5 for 12 shooting, 18 points on 5 for 9 shooting for a long time. He had some str- he had some misses at the end, which he, which he said after the game, you know, he felt like he could have done more. But more importantly, Paolo just played at his pace. It didn't really. It felt like the Magic were easing him into things. They were letting R.J. Hampton have the green light. They were letting R.J. Hampton do whatever he wanted, um, to not the greatest effect. Paolo was there to just be eased into the game. He wasn't there to 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 take over, not yet at least. And yet he still put up his numbers. And yet he still hit step back threes. He still hit. Tough three-pointers. He still hit tough jumpers. When the ball got to him and he needed to make a play, suddenly the cool, even-keeled Paolo Bancaro was gone and the aggressive, assertive Paolo Bancaro was going to get to his spot, get to the basket, was there. The ultimate compliment, and this is where he really differs from Jalen Suggs last year, and Jalen Suggs had a great opening game, if you'll remember, but he really differed. Houston doubled him. It got to the point where Houston, you know, with Jabari, Jabari Smith, just couldn't guard him one-on-one. Yeah, they were switching and there weren't any centers playing in this game. Paolo played a lot of minutes at center in this game, a lot more than I thought he would. Um, but Houston couldn't handle him. They were doubling hard on him the entire second half and slowed him down. He only he had 13 points in the first half. He only had five in the second half. Uh, but they're double-teaming a rookie in a summer league game. You don't want to draw too many conclusions. There's still a long, long way to go, and there's still a lot more he has to develop and a lot more he has to improve. But honestly, by the middle of the second quarter, I kept thinking to myself, man, I cannot wait to see him against the men of the NBA, against the real players because he is far and away the best player on the floor tonight. He is far and away the best guy on either team. And he is far and away the guy who's just going to do whatever he wants to do. Really, the only thing that might have kept Paolo Bancaro from having a really big game in this one was his own fatigue, you can tell he was getting a little tired. 25, played 25 plus minutes, 20, almost 26 minutes. Um, first real action since April. Probably a little bit of fatigue and, and excitement from playing in, in, in a game like this uh, and, 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 and in the conditions that they're playing in. Um, I will say that, that Desert Heat is very, very real. Um, Thomas and Mack as well, air-conditioned, but Desert Heat is real. Um, 
And honestly, the only other thing that was probably keeping him from having a big game is the Magic weren't feeding him the ball. The Magic weren't playing through him. They were asking him to be the point guard. They were asking him to be a playmaker. But they, but they weren't, and certainly he wasn't, going for points. He wasn't going for scores. And, and honestly, that as impressive as his 18 points were on 12 shots, as impressive as all that was, the six assists are probably much more impressive to me. Everyone talked about how he is an extremely gifted passer. They undersold it. He was making some really tough passes. He was passing guys open. And yeah, some of his teammates couldn't handle some of his passes, but he made all the right reads. I know I, I, I talked about this yesterday. Score lines don't matter. Watch the games. Paolo Bancaro earned every bit of his score line. Every bit of his score line. Every bit of what he did. His score line reflects... Honestly, it doesn't reflect how good he played because there were two or three assists that were missed because the player mishandled the ball. There were a couple layups that he missed that he will get as he uh, as he gets back into kind of playing shape. Um, there were... double. You know, he wasn't reading the double teams perfectly. There's a lot more he has to get better at. Let's, let's, not, let's not kid ourselves here. The Paolo Bancaro played a phenomenal game. Played an absolutely fantastic game. A game that really sets the table for what's to come. Because this is just the beginning. There's still a lot more that he's going to do. What more is he going to do? Where can he still get better? We'll talk about that coming up here in just a moment. But first, a quick word from our pals at Trulu. Do you know why free trials renew without your consent? It's really a business scam out to get you. Don't let greedy corporations pocket your money. Download Truebill to take control of your subscriptions today. Truebill is the new app that helps you identify and stop paying for subscriptions you don't need, want, or simply forgot about. On average, people save up to $720 per year with Truebill. Because companies make subscriptions hard to cancel, Truebill makes it incredibly simple. Just link your accounts and Truebill will cancel your unwanted subscriptions in one tap. And your Truebill concierge is there when you need them to cancel unwanted subscriptions so you don't have to. Truebill has more than 2 million users and help them save more than $100 million. Don't fall for subscription scams. Start canceling today at Truebill.com slash LockedOnNBA. Go right now, Truebill.com slash LockedOnNBA. It could save you thousands a year. Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. And it works everywhere I write. Summarizing a doc only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done. So like I said, just a, just a really incredible game for Paolo Bancaro. And this first game was always going to be about him. Just like last year was all about Jalen Suggs, and, and Suggs had a fantastic game in his Summer League debut. Um, had a fantastic game in his Summer League debut, including that game-saving block. Um, 
Paolo Bancaro was just phenomenal. Like, I, 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 I cannot describe it. Go find his highlights. You're, if you're watching on YouTube, save this page, open a new tab, go watch Paolo Bancaro against the Houston Rockets. Just a fantastic game. There's just no other way around it. No other way to describe it. Just a fantastic game. Cannot be upset with anything that Paolo Bancaro did in this game. But it is really, really important to remember that this is just the start. Like I said, it, it, the Magic didn't really run... They, they ran stuff through Paolo uh, as a playmaker. And he was really good at that, actually. It was really kind of surprising. You know, I think I probably oversold the kind of ISO aspects, and, and I think that's going to be a part of his game and a part of what the Magic are doing that they're going to... that they're going to continue to evolve and continue to add to this offense. Um, but by the same token there is still a lot more for Paolo to do and a lot more for Paolo to bring to the table. Um, I really think that, you know, there are still plenty of areas where he's going to get better. And now that he's got this one game under his belt, I think he's going to look a lot more comfortable and look to be a lot more assertive in Saturday's game against Sacramento. You know, first off, teams doubled him. I don't think that will be the last time he sees a double team. And this is always a tough evolution for a lot of young players, when they start to see doubles, can you read it quick, quickly enough? And certainly in the NBA, it's a lot quicker than it is in college. You're not dealing with zone defenses, although the Magic played uh, a really interesting kind of defense. They played uh, very. They switched on the perimeter, and then if you got beat, they kind of turned into a, a, a strong side zone. It was, it was interesting to watch and led them to be a little bit late getting out to three-point shooters on occasion, but um, really overall solid defensively. They got beat a lot on the perimeter, and Paolo was certainly one of them. I will say this about Paolo Bancaro's defense. He is big enough that he can recover. He is big enough that he's big enough and athletic enough that if he gets beat, he is able to at least get a hand on the ball. He is able to kind of find his way back into games. But look, there's a reason Paolo Bancaro still had six fouls in this game. If there is a weak spot in Paolo's game and a weak spot in his performance, it's worth pointing out his defense still needs a lot of work. And some of it some of it is one of the big concerns from the pre-draft process. It's just kind of effort. Wasn't really getting down to, down into his stance. Wasn't really getting getting into it. Um, but he did have some great defensive plays, so we know that it's in there. That's that's always been the case with Paolo Bancaro. We know that good defense is in there if if you'll buy in and, and, and commit to it. On top of that, you know, I, I would say that Paolo wasn't looking to be physical, and, and some of that might be by design. I know there's there, there's a lot of focus on his physicality, um, and certainly when he was trying to establish post position. Post position he used his size, he used his strength to kind of get where he wanted. Defensively, on the glass, even to some extent on screens, wasn't really getting physical, wasn't really playing uh, you know, with, with physicality. Some of that might be by design, but you know, again, things you thinks he's going to continue to add, things he's going to continue to improve on. Um, you know, I think we would all like to see him be more sort of getting to the basket. He settled for his jumper. He made a lot of them. Certainly looks better when you do that. He's certainly capable of making them. Um, but, you know, I think he's going to get there. And again, I, I thought he got real fatigued toward the end of the game. Um, you know, I felt like as he got more sort of, as he got more comfortable, as he got a little more adventurous with his shot selection, you could tell fatigue was setting in. He still got to his spots. Look, you wa- if you watch the game, you understand Paolo Bancaro was the best player on the floor for the Orlando Magic. He was just by far the best player on the floor for this team. Um, and, and that's just... That's, that's, I mean, again, you have the best player on the floor, you have a chance to win. That's, that, that, that's, that's, that's the rule, at least. 
Um, he he was just far and away just the most magnetic presence on the court. So this is not to say that you know I I bring up the things that he needs to continue to improve on. Not to say that not to bring it down, not to bring him down, but to say like, look, this is just the start. This is not you know one summer league game is not a rubber stamp. We're done. You know certainly. Certainly, if he doesn't play Saturday, I won't be up. I'll be upset as a fan, but I won't be upset because he showed to me he's ready for the NBA. He showed to me that he is a man among boys, and and the only thing I'd like to see Saturday is I'd like to see him be more assertive. I'd like to see him understand that part of this of this experience. Is that look, I'm really good. I'm better than a lot of these guys. It's good to fit in. Sometimes you need to stand out, and and certainly you know Bancaro picked his moments to do that. Um, but he wasn't doing that from the very, very, very get-go. And that's what I mean by this being just the beginning. This is just the start. Um, he is going to add more layers to his game. And it's not I'm not talking about add layers as in get better or add something over the offseason. I mean in the very, very short term, he's going to add layers to his game. He's going to add things um, you know, as far as just being more comfortable doing them on an NBA floor. It's going to take just kind of one moment for it all to click. And it might well be this game, for at least for the Summer League context, to understand like, hey, I own this court. This is my court. I can run it. And he's a good teammate. He's going to keep guys involved. He's a great passer. He's going to make the right play. And that was something that Jamal Mosley said on the broadcast. He just makes the right decisions. He makes the right plays over and over and over again. Get excited, you know. Be excited. Really love this game. Understand some of these shortcomings. It's important to note them, but know that more is on the way. And Paolo knows it too. That's the that's the real interesting and exciting part. Paolo knows there is much more coming. There is much more on the way for him and for this team. It was a really really exciting game. It was a really really exciting performance for Paolo Bancaro, but. You know, it, 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 it's more exciting knowing that this isn't the peak. You know, as, as good as he played, there, he's going to play a lot better in the coming week, if for however long he plays, and he's going to be really, really good. And he's going to be really good, or he should, or this should translate into into something in, in the fall. And, and you know, again, I, I remember I remember sitting there in the middle of the second quarter, and I really said to myself, like, he he doesn't need this. He's he's ready. I want to see him against NBA guys. And, and again, you know, Oklahoma City's got a lot of NBA guys. I'd like to see him play Monday. You know, Keegan Murray's going to be an interesting matchup on, on Saturday, but I, I would like to see him play against Oklahoma City. I think that would be a, a really good test for him and a really good place to kind of end his summer league most likely. If you play five games, he plays three. That's 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 more than enough. We'll talk about some of the other performances. Go through the box score as the Orlando Magic win their summer league game coming up here in just a moment. But first... BetOnline.net is your number one source for all your betting needs and sports info. Find all the latest sports developments and league reviews and news, including Major League Baseball and NBA futures, only on BetOnline. Well, not only on BetOnline.net, but at BetOnline.net. You could obviously the odds for Rookie of the Year changed a little bit after the summer league in Salt Lake City, but never tell Paolo Bancaro the odds. I am sure they are changing a little bit now. But if you want to jump in before. Everyone understands that Paolo Bancaro is going to win Rookie of the Year. Your odds are probably good right now to go ahead and do that. BetOnline is your continued source for all your sporting wagering information, including live betting, esports, and scores. And BetOnline.net remains the best spot for all of your sports scores, podcasts, and news this season. BetOnline.net is the fastest and easiest way to check in on all your favorite sports and events, including MMA, boxing, and golf. 
Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and action. Bet online where the game starts. Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. 96% of Grammarly users say that it helps them craft more impactful writing. Would you agree? Grammarly helped adjust my tone to navigate tough work conversations. And it works everywhere I write, so I can quickly communicate effectively. Your teammate used Grammarly to summarize an important document, making a three-pointer. How did he do it? It only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. You made an incredible slam dunk to end the game. The meeting was canceled, and your team will go home champions. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done. So let's chat about some of the other performances for the Orlando Magic here during the first game of Summer League. Paolo Bancaro, again, 17 points, 5 for 12 shooting, 2 for 3 from deep, 5 for 5 from the foul line, 4 rebounds, 6 assists, 2 turnovers, did have 6 fouls, 18 best, plus 20 as the Magic starters just dominate this game in a 91-77 victory. We've gone deep into Paolo's game, just did everything so, 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 so well. Was very clearly the best player on the floor. He was shooting 5 for 9, missed his last 3 shots. One of them was a layup. Another one was kind of another wild shot. He had a couple of shots around the basket that he missed. Again, I feel like the next evolution that we'll see from him in the next few day, next few games, or the next game at least, is a little bit more assertive, a little bit more determined to get to the basket, try and, try and get things. So just looking more comfortable on the floor offensively, um, I think that's absolutely on the way, on the horizon for him. Other interesting games, of course. Caleb Houston. Magic second round pick, 20 points, 7 for 12 shooting, 5 for 9 from deep, 6 rebounds, was uh, the beneficiary of more than his share of Paolo Bancaro passes. Um, you know, Houston obviously made the shots. That's that's the first place. And, 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 and everyone should know that, you know, we kind of envision Caleb Houston as a 3 and D guy. If he is open, has a shot, he's going to make it. Um, that's 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 a good draft pick, um, if, if that translates to the NBA, of course. He had a really good game. The Rockets left him open. He made his shots, uh, and just just really good stuff. His first, his first, uh, he had a couple of relocation threes where he just relocated to an open spot, got the ball and made it, ran, ran well in transition. Really impressive as a cutter. Um, didn't know that he really had that in his game. Just found open space really, really well. And the Magic did a good job moving the ball. That was that was something that, that that's obviously a huge thing for Jamal Mosley. The Magic did a really good job moving the ball. They had 17 assists on 29 field goals. That's just fantastic. Again, six assists from Paolo Bancaro, five assists from Xavier Sim, from Xavier Simpson, um, Captain Hook as 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 he's known. Um, just a really good job moving the ball. Uh, Orlando was super unselfish, um, and, and and that's that's just super super encouraging. Houston. Had a really good game, and and again, I, I don't know what the Magic are going to do with him. He has not signed his rookie contract yet. I have a sinking suspicion they're going to try and use him in the G League this year, kind of let him develop the majority of the year in the G League. 
if he has another game like he had in this one, they can't wait. He's got to be on the main roster, and the manager just got to find a way to, to make room for him. Um, you know, I hope it doesn't cost Evan Kennedy a job because I think he did really well um, in this game. 15 points, 4 for 10 shooting, 3 for 8 from deep. Just just great three-point shooter. He had, he had two threes early. Just a really good three-point shooter. He's got a, his defense was a little bit suspect on the ball, um, but he he fought, he competed, uh, all you could ask for. But Caleb Houston's going to push his way onto the roster if, if he continues to play at this level. The other big story from this game, R.J. Hampton. 11 points, 11 rebounds. 4 for 11 shooting, 0 for 2 from deep, 3 for 5 from the foul line, 3 turnovers. On the surface, does not look like a terrible game. Um, yes, didn't shoot the ball particularly well, but the double-double's nice, did some nice things overall. But if you watch the game, you understand that, that this was not an impressive game from R.J. Hampton. This was not a good game at all. If you're going to come in in your third year and, 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 use, and get these extra reps, you need to look like you know what you're doing. You need to look like you understand what's going to come in the NBA, what's going to help, what's going to help your team win, what's going to help in all those facets. And frankly, R.J. Hampton didn't do that. Quite frankly. R.J. Hampton just did not do that. Um, it was it was a rough rough go for R.J. Um, you know, he... I, I think he had the green light, and, and I think very early on in the game, he was just simply trying to do too much. He was going a million miles a second. He was driving into the paint and just kind of throwing up wild shots. He committed a couple charges where a couple turnovers came from. He just was not making good decisions. And, you know, again, it, was, it, it wasn't, it, it was at least being aggressive. I, I don't necessarily mind him being aggressive, but he was trying to make an impression. And that's not what the Magic need him to do. Throughout the whole game, he was dribbling the air out of the ball. He was trying way too hard to be a creator. Instead of just keeping the ball moving, instead of just kind of being, you know, trusting that the ball will come back to him, um, it looked like he wanted to put up a big number and, and impress people. And it frankly just did the opposite because the way RJ Hampton's going to play on the main roster is as, you know, certainly in transition, he had a, he had a, he had a nice dunk, he had some nice plays in transition, but. He's going to be a guy that has to keep the ball moving, that has to use his speed, has to be a spot-up shooter, has to be a defender. And, and, and the big thing that we all wanted to see from him in this summer league is to play under more control, to be kind of, to, to just be present, to be present, to be under control, to you know, know when to use his speed, know when to slow down, know when to get the ball moving. And none of those elements were just there in this game. Now, could he be? A, could have? Be, he have been a little bit excited? Could he have been trying to do too much? Absolutely. But now, I mean, this guy should know what it takes to be in the NBA. This guy should know exactly what the NBA is going to ask of him. And he just didn't play that way in this game. And and that part is 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 more than a little disappointing, to be, to be perfectly honest, because because we expect a whole lot more from him. We expect. Him to again, he's a third-year player. We expect him to be a level above everyone as far as composure, as far as you know, understanding how to play the game, and it just wasn't there for him in this one. Um, again, he's gonna have another game. Don't judge everyone by one game. It's it, it, the whole story, the whole narrative could flip after after Saturday's game, but um, you know, certainly a, a frustrating and disappointing performance for R.J. Hampton. For a summer league game, Orlando does pretty well. You know, 20... Let me make sure I have this column right. 
Uh, only 10 turnovers, which you have to like. They do shoot 39.2% from floor, 42.4% from beyond the arc. 14 of their 29 makes were three-pointers, so very three-point heavy team. They do get to the foul line for 24 free throws, 19 of 24 from the foul line. 91.77 in a summer league game. 91 points in a summer league game is really, really impressive. Houston only shoots 38.8% from the floor. They turn the ball over 13 times, just 9 for 31 from deep as Orlando is able to kind of hold them down. Josh Christopher leads Houston with 22 points. Jabari Smith Jr., 10 points, 4 for 10 shooting, 1 for 4 from deep, 7 rebounds. Paolo got him on a really nice block. Um, Jabari got going a little bit more in the second half, but mostly when Paolo wasn't on him. Um, you know, again, it, it did feel like that Houston needed to set up Jabari better. It couldn't really get him going. So, you know, certainly Houston hopes that that translates over, that when they have better players around him, they'll be able to find him and, and, and kind of get him in, in the flow of things. But very clearly, Paolo Bancaro won this battle and, and was very clearly the best player on the floor for either team. The Orlando Magic defeat the Houston Rockets 91-77. to They're back in action Saturday for an afternoon tip against the Sacramento Kings. That'll tip off at 4 p.m. Eastern time once again on ESPN. But that's going to do it for me today. I want to thank you all again for listening to today's episode of Locked on Magic. Of course, find us on Twitter at Locked on Magic. Subscribe to the podcast and Apple Podcasts. Switch your tune in to Himalaya, Google Play, Spotify, Odyssey, and all the fun places on the podcast to your podcast enable listening advice. So you can find me on Twitter at philiprr underscore MD. And of course, for latest on the Orlando Magic, be sure to check out orlandomagicdaily.com. Now that you're done with us, go get the national perspective. Check out Locked on NBA covering the latest in the NBA with daily headlines and, and hosts from around the Locked On Podcast Network. Check it out today at Locked On NBA. But that's going to do it for me today. I want to thank you all again for listening to today's episode of Locked On Magic. For Orlando Magic, Locked On Magic. See you all again next time for another episode of Locked On. Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. And it works everywhere I write. Summarizing a doc only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.